Here we are, heading in to the end of the semester for our children, and final exams are right around the corner. Everyone is running out of steam. They are ready for a break. We are ready for a break. But we have one last push to get them through their final exams because it's going to affect their grades, right? So here we go. Hi, and welcome to EDU Meet, the podcast that focuses on bridging the gap and fostering stronger relationships between parents and schools by empowering parents to become partners in their children's education. My name is Poonam Saxena, and I am your host for this podcast. And I'm so excited to share strategies to get us through final exams. Now, currently I only have one in school and it's the same methodology, whether they're in elementary, middle or high school or beyond, we have to get through it. So let's talk about some of these ways that we can all get through it without losing our marbles. If you have not checked out my episode on study habits, please check it out. You'll want to refer back to it because we're going to be implementing the same type of strategies here for final exams that we talked about earlier, but we're going to have a couple of more additions to it. So, hopefully you've now had teacher check-ins with your child's teacher, maybe weekly, maybe bi-weekly, maybe monthly, but hopefully you've connected with them so that you can understand where your child is, any help that they might be needing, and hopefully your child is in a position to be successful, as successful as they can be, going into their final exams. If not, make sure you do that prior to the exam so that you can provide any support that your child might be needing. We want them to finish out strong because when they finish out strong, they feel like they've given everything they have, left nothing on the table, and can fully appreciate and admire the the hard work they put in. So let's prepare them. We have to provide a positive study environment that's conducive to the way they learn, not the way you learn, not the way I learn, not the way their teacher learns or their friends, the way they learn. If you'll go back and listen to the study habits episode, you'll remember that we talked about white noise versus silence versus music versus auditory, visual, tactile. All of those aspects come into play, especially as we're going into final exams. Ask your child questions regarding their subject. A lot of times teachers provide study guides that are similar to the questions that the students will see on their final exams. 
So it's a great opportunity for you to sit down and just have a conversation with them, ask them questions to make sure they're understanding the concepts. Now, if you're like me and your children, when they're in high school, you don't really understand or remember all of those concepts because you don't use them on a daily basis, that's okay. Just nod along. And one of the great things that you can do is help them help you refresh your memory on the concepts because that's a great learning opportunity. That means they actually understand the concept. If your child's teacher is sharing that there's a concept that your child is struggling in, ask them for resources that you can help them with when they come home. Sometimes just a change of scenery can change the dynamic and the comprehension because it's someone else, a different set of circumstances, and many times it will click in that situation. Now let's talk about leading up to the exam. A couple of days before the morning of, what do we need to do to get our children ready and in the best frame of mind to walk in and take this test? We've already talked about study habits. So now let's talk about the mental part of this. Preparation is key, studying is key, and being in the right mind frame is also key. So the morning of, wake up with a smile. And if you're not a morning person like me, just fake it. So many mornings I have had to fake being happy to send my children off in a good frame of mind. Provide them with a nutritious breakfast, something with some protein that's going to stick with them. It can be oatmeal, it can be an egg, it can be whatever, but it needs to be substantial. And a lot of children are not breakfast people, but we still need to send them with something, a protein bar, a banana, something. We need to share positive, affirming words with them. You're going to do great today. You've studied hard. You are ready for this test. You're going to do the very best you can because you've done your homework. Building their confidence sets them up to feel energized and excited about, well, maybe not excited, but ready <laughs> for the day and feeling good about themselves. Every one of us wants to feel good about the work that we put in, hoping to see positive results at the end. Our children aren't any different. And while we often get it at work, that affirmation, that pat on the back, time to get our work done. Our children don't have a boss or colleagues. So it is up to us. And as their parents, we should be putting positive 
ideas and feelings into them. The more mentally strong they feel and the more confident they are, the more likely they are to put that energy into their tests, into their homework, into their final exam. And guess what happens? They're likely to be more successful. It's plain and simple. Confident people do competent things even when they're not confident or they're not sure of the outcome. But that persona of confidence is enough to carry them through. So I encourage you as we're getting into finals weeks and our children are feeling that pressure, these strategies can help you help them be successful. And I want to reiterate that success doesn't always mean an A on a test. It means the best that they are capable of doing. I'll tell you a quick story. When my son was in middle school, and I have told this story on the podcast before, but when he was in middle school, he got an 89B in math. And I grounded him. And he responded, well, most parents would be thrilled with an 89B. And I looked at him and I said, did you do your best? No. Did you study hard? No. Did you do everything you could to be successful? And he said, no. And I told him that was why he was grounded. I was thrilled with the 89B. I was on top of the world, but that wasn't his best because math is his best subject. So the word that came into play was complacency. You can't expect to do well if you are complacent. And complacency has no business in our world. Not in our schools, not in our professions, nowhere. Because if we want our children to be successful, if we want to be successful, we have to work. It doesn't matter what your work is. You have to work hard and you have to give it 100%, 110%. And that was my point to him. And so, yes, I am a bad mother. I grounded him. But he has never forgotten that lesson. And I can assure you, neither has his siblings. So I hope that your child goes into final exams, the end of the semester, confident, strong, prepared and excited because you helped them reach their full potential. Thank you for joining me for this episode. I'm always grateful that you tune in and you listen and take these strategies and support your student. If you'd like to learn more about the work that I'm doing, please feel free to head over to my website to listen to my TEDx talk. 
the key to enhancing student success, and my book, Parent Power, Navigate School and Beyond. Please share with your friends, and remember that we are always working together to educate our children better. Until next time, take care and goodbye.